don't even know what to say. It's been so long. Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking that I, at some point I need to ask you some quick fire questions. Oh, maybe, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the CrossFit Bath Podcast. And welcome back, Ollie, CrossFit Bath Podcast, because it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Do apologise. That's right. I, I haven't seen you personally for about a month, so... Yeah, I've been avoiding you, Jason. I had a feeling. <laughs> Uh, so I suppose the first of our, our warm-up questions should be, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, I, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really well, actually. Uh, lots going on, but determined to be in the box a little bit more for my own training and also coaching as well. So Yeah, you've got to lead by example, don't yeah, you? Exactly, yeah. So talking of our, our warm-up questions, um, we're, gonna, we're just going to quickly jump back to if you can remember the last time we recorded together, we had a question that was who should play you okay, in, yeah. in the movie of your life. Um, very few different suggestions. So the one that kept coming up was the one you actually mentioned, uh, Jason Statham. So I think you should be very happy with Boom. that. Boom! <laughs> the, <only laughs> the only other one that really stood out was um, Chuck Norris. Right. <laughs> yeah, I can see the resemblance there. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just shave his head and problem solved. Yeah, yeah. And the ginger beard and the ginger hair and Mason maybe. Yeah. Maybe got oh. me confused with Mason, aren't they? Imagine Mason with a goatee and a bit longer hair. That is Chuck Norris. I mean, I, I can see it. <laughs> I don't know if he'll... I think he'll take that as a compliment. But I'm he, not sure who. He, I, ne I never actually used to watch it, but... Um, is it CSI, the TV show? It's like CSI Miami or something like that. Yeah. There's a character in that called Horatio, apparently. Yeah. Uh, that is apparently Ed Mason, I've been told, anyway. Uh, so so he's a running joke back in the day. But. He needs to start wearing sunglasses before the wad. Yeah. And then when he explains <laughs> it, remove them. Precisely. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, moving away from movies ever so slightly, uh, any recommended TV shows at the moment? Do you know what? This, is well, this isn't embarrassing, but I, I can't remember the last time I watched a TV show. I, uh, Megan was watching uh, Bake Off yesterday, so I, I've sat through a couple of episodes of that. Uh, the Joker, I'm excited about The Joker. Yeah. That looks uh, that looks pretty intense, actually. That comes out on Friday, I think. So. Okay, so uh, if we don't see you in here on Friday training it's because <laughs> you've gone to watch the joker yeah um well talking about oh, i see bake off that's a that's a nice segue to my next couple of questions that then leads us nicely into our main topic so uh would you consider yourself sweet or savory uh sweet it depends on the mood but sweet yeah so do you have a favorite healthy snack uh i'm a big fan of rex bars right uh yeah big fan of rex bars just recently started stocking those as well so um and they've supported some of our events so uh, I'm not biased, or yeah, <laughs> just but ge generally, like I feel like they're li they're my like go-to. If I want a guilt-free snack that's gonna be filling, uh, uh, Rex bars great. So mainly mainly dates and nuts, um, and yeah, they're delicious. Uh, not for everyone, but I'm a I'm a big fan. So okay, so now the more important question: your favorite snack that you know you shouldn't be eating. <laughs> um. It's usually something around the kids. Like, I swear we never used to have any junk food in the house before we had kids. Um, see how I blame the kids on that. Um, Convenient. I don't know. I, uh, I don't really snack. It'd be usually in the evenings. There'll be some sort of like cake or dessert that like mum, like it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago and I hadn't seen my mum for a while. So she made a massive like Victoria sponge cake and that's been sat in the fridge. So 
you know i just it like it's one of those things that just calls you it's like <laughs> it's like a horror movie it's like calling you like you're up in bed and the cake is cool as ollie <laughs> I mean, it's 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 there to be eaten so yeah. it, you're just helping it fulfill its purpose yeah i'm i'm usually of the logic as well if it's in the house i've got to eat all of it because then uh you know it's gone then basically that's the temptation has been removed <laughs> exactly so okay we know we shouldn't be eating that much cake um so today we're finally going to talk about nutrition which worries me because that is a massive topic that could go in many different directions yeah it's uh it's it's been compared to the same level as the topic of religion actually so it's uh <laughs> it's a can of worms well i i'm, I'm glad you're taking the lead on this so <laughs> I'm just the spectator here. Um, so in the most general sense, when we're talking nutrition, uh, what immediately comes to your mind when you when you start to speak to someone about their nutrition? Um, I think it's uh, highly individualized. I think we talked about this before off air. Um, it's uh, depending on what your goal is. It's, uh, it's pretty individualized where you're at. Um, I think it needs to be... There's no one size fits all in terms of a diet per se. Uh, it, you've got to find something that works for you and your lifestyle, and you know your ethical choices and everything that goes into that as well. And th- and then I suppose the other like element to add, particularly thinking that this is the CrossFit Bath podcast, um, so um, I'm imagining that most of the people listening are doing CrossFit or at least some uh, some high intensity kind of activity. I guess you've got to take into account what your asking your body to do at the same time that you're you're fueling it with your nutrition does that make sense yeah no definitely um again and that comes down to the person and somebody who's pretty sedentary uh and maybe exercises half an hour twice a week is going to be very different to somebody who's hard charging doing six crossfit workouts um a week those two um those two nutritional needs are going to be very different so I just want to caveat as well. I'm not a professional nutritionist, so all the information that you know we can talk about today are based on my own experiences over the last kind of 15, 20 years of playing rugby and then uh, coming into the CrossFit and health and fitness space. So, okay, so that's a caveat. <laughs> I, I can't help but feel like you're already covering your back. But yeah, exactly on the fence. So, I suppose you've mentioned that you know everybody's different how would you go about maybe identifying your nutritional needs then i suppose that's probably the first the first thing you need to do so what, what's the best way to know w- what i need to do uh, to to actually work out what i need to be eating yeah i think what um one of the most effective things we've we've done in the past is if, if anyone um you need to know where you're starting so what are you actually eating now and what people think they're eating and what they're actually eating are two very different things and so I would always recommend people um, to write it down. And that could be in note form in a book. Um, that could be as sophisticated as, as an app and, and tracking all, everything in terms of macros and all that breakdown as well. Um, again, it's got to be individual to that person. But I would just, as a starting point, we need to know what you're eating right now. And then we need to understand what you want to achieve. Do you want to lose 10 kilograms? Um, do you want to gain 10 kilograms? Uh, Are you not worried about aesthetics and and all you're worried about is performance? 
um, all of these things are are, are going to help dictate what your nutrition plan looks like, basically. So a lot of self-reflection initially. So I've got to sort of write down my goals. So I didn't want to do this, but there's nobody else here. So if I take myself, for example, um, I, I don't need to lose weight. Um, quite the, the opposite, really. Uh, so the Open is coming up. Every time we get to the Open, I realize oh, I need to put on a bit more weight because... Uh, these dumbbells are a lot heavier <laughs> for me than they are maybe for someone else and I, I kind of noticed that um, so I I want to gain weight so I, I've got my goal that I'm like okay I need to gain well I say weight but obviously not fat <laughs> yeah yeah I mean yeah okay okay um, and I know that I'm I'm probably training uh, minimum three times a week but generally four times uh, I'm, I'm getting in and then I've got quite a, a physically active job so I, I take all of that data i'm using my fitness power and i'm tracking what i'm eating now so now how do i take the data and turn that into like a nutritional plan you just want this to turn into an individual nutrition consultation didn't you <laughs> i mean i've got you here <laughs> um okay so we so we've established that you train on average four times a week you've got an active job um and you want to try and increase your weight uh, that's probably one of the hardest things to do as well actually i would say um trying to put on weight and muscle mass is is, is very challenging and, and very diff difficult actually um but we we need to so if we let's say for example currently you're eating uh two and a half thousand calories and you're not putting on any weight whatsoever initially i would recommend increasing your calories uh, and and um you know that can be in fat form or carbohydrate form but just let's get you eating more and see how you react to it basically i also i'm a i'm a fan and that's very dumbed down and simplified um of course you want to put on weight so you eat more food um but it is that it is that simple um the you can only without getting into the weeds too much you can only you can only absorb so much protein per pound of body weight so and that number is actually coming down all the time as well so it used to be up around uh 1.2 uh grams of protein per pound of body weight and it's actually coming isn't it's down to 0.7 at the moment the latest science that's come out so um that isn't a lot actually isn't a lot of protein in in, in your total diet so if you can only absorb that much um per serving then you need to replace it with with fats and uh and carbohydrates and my personal preference is always going to be fats it's more filling um and this is good healthy fats but it's gonna be um you know it's gonna help you recover it's gonna help you grow muscle mass etc the carbohydrates will give you more energy but um the fats will certainly help um it, the, the fats are calorific as well so they'll help you get more calories in easier if that makes sense yeah, 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 makes sense to I me. Do, I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying to like feel my way into not get into too much detail and and you know try and keep to a high level kind of uh, ideas. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, and we might mention so there's a lot of sort of different approaches and and we could say named diets. I suppose is the best way to put it. So ones that people will immediately be like, oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of this. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, the only other then before we move on to maybe daring to talk about some of these things uh i suppose the other the other thing is for me uh, that, that i found so maybe people listening have found this is trying to work out when to eat yep um i mean 
you know you're hearing like oh, you shouldn't eat before you go to bed because you know you're not using that but for me my my issue is when do i eat with regards to when i'm coming in to train mm-hmm. because uh, i find that the perhaps there's a, a fine line between eating far too early so by the time i get in i'm just hungry and i, I don't feel i've got the energy i need to perform mm-hmm. or oh no i've eaten too late and i feel like i'm carrying that food around while i'm trying to to work out so is there and i'm again assuming there's not a one size fits all but is there a kind of the best time maybe the best thing to eat so maybe it's not oh well it's not the time you're eating but it's what you're eating um yeah no so it's uh i mean this is a podcast in itself um first and foremost it's not as important as some people will make out i've experimented with all sorts of different uh, ideas and even where we've done, I've like you know fasting. We and we can talk about fasting, but you know not eating for a period of time, having one meal and that's it, and that's not really affecting my energy going into a, a workout. If I, if I, your the food that you eat um, is stored in the body, you know, and uh, it's not it doesn't get stored for two hours and then disappears and you lose that energy. It's stored until you use it. Um, and so food is a, a kind of twenty four hour kind of investment into your bank. So. Um, the, from a food timing perspective, it's not as important. Now, if you're a hard charger and performance is, is your goal and that's what you're trying to do, um, then probably eating two hours before is probably going to be optimal. Um, something fairly light and easy digestible. So we've, we've, we've already talked about fat. One of the, the um, draw sides for fat if you're, you know, for high performance is it, it takes time to digest and and actually that's you know one of the benefits if you're trying to lose weight because it keeps you fuller for longer but if you're trying to eat a meal that's going to fuel you for your workout two hours later actually you probably don't want to have much fat in that because like i said it's gonna it's gonna slow the digestion of the other protein and carbohydrates of that meal in there so you want you know if if uh, again if you want to um, rely on um you want to try and have the best performance every single day and we can argue whether that's right or wrong but you you probably want to have some carbohydrates some easy digestible carbohydrates um i'm always going to err on the side of natural over um processed but again if performance is all you're worried about then you could argue that you're going to have more processed foods in your diet than if you were trying to just be health health uh, concerned of health and fitness um and then some some you know small amount of protein so um doesn't answer your question directly but hopefully there's some things like food timing probably not as important especially if you're you know if you've got it into your head that if you don't eat an hour before even though you've had like a decent lunch that you're not going to be able to train then that is more of a lifestyle and psychological thing rather than an actual anatomical thing because you can go 24 hours without eating and still be okay you know the world is not going to end um if you eat at nine o'clock at night after you've trained that doesn't mean you're going to put on any more weight than if you ate that same meal three hours before. The, the science is just not really there. And that's always default on, 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 on what the literature says, basically. And honestly, like the data and the science on nutrition is, is woeful at the moment. There's not a huge amount of, of, of repeatable uh, evidence, basically. And so we just need to go on experience and what we've seen and, and, and the data and empiric- like data within the box and where we found success. Um. Yeah. That make. Does 
I ranted then, didn't I? No. I'm sorry. He needs to stop me when I go off on one like that. Oh, well, I mean, that's what people are tuning in for. They, they want to hear you go off on these these, <laughs> uh, these long tangents. No, it was great. Uh, I think, you know, yes, as I was saying, you know, you, you hear these things like I was mentioning, oh, yeah, don't eat before bed because, you know, the food sits in your stomach, which is just kind of an old wives' tale that it's, you know, it's. It, it could be true, but the science, the science yeah. is not, the literature is not enough literature and science out there to prove that at the moment, so. But I think in, in listening to your, your previous speech, <laughs> um, you mentioned a few things I think are, are good to pick up on, and uh, I think it's important for people listening to know that you know as we, we sort of mentioned this again off air. I know we shouldn't speak off air, but we did, uh, and it, the idea that obviously we're going to touch on probably a lot of things and not too deeply. But if people want a lot more information on a specific thing mentioned, to let you know or let me know, and then we can make that a topic yeah, in yeah. itself. And and some of the coaches are are really clued up on some of this stuff as well. So. And Nat and and Al and um and and even Fen are, are are deep in the weeds with their nutrition stuff at the moment, so it'd be good to probably get them on and, and get their input in. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh any 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 specifics, then we'll we'll definitely get that in. Oh, looking forward to to some of these future episodes. So a few of the things you mentioned, and perhaps there's some of the things we can pick up on are. Uh, so we've we've already talked about sort of the difference between the the fats and the carbs uh, and things like that. So there's there's one thing I'd like to speak about because obviously the kind of ABC method is oh I need to lose weight I need to be in a calorie deficit so it's just a case of I need to eat this many calories versus that many. But you've already mentioned a few things like well fat's going to fill you up keep keep you fuller for longer so you're going to maybe avoid snacking prematurely because you 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 don't feel the need to so that could could help you in you know, consistently throughout a day having that lower uh, that lower calorie intake. Uh, and then another thing, I suppose, is lifestyle in general, because we, you mentioned fasting, for example. So I was doing that for a long time simply because I get up very early to go to work and it was a lot easier to not have to f- have breakfast, go through most of the day. And then I, I would start eating around two because I wanted to make sure I could eat after coming here at eight o'clock. So I sort of had a, a late window um, but that would just fit very comfortably for my lifestyle. Currently stopped doing that at the moment, just <laughs> trying something new, you know, yeah, experimenting. Up, yeah. But um, so maybe on that first one about the different types or, you know, calorie versus I don't know, versus content or not all calories are the same. Is there any uh, key pieces of information you've picked up or key sort of tips and tricks that you think are are good for people to know when they're trying to work out you know so let's say it's not someone trying to gain weight it's somebody now saying i want to lose lose a bit of weight uh, so i know maybe i need to have this many calories this is how much i'm burning this is how much i need to eat mm-hmm. what, what are some good points to keep in mind um i think first and foremost again it depends on the person if somebody is um you know pretty overweight got a lot of weight to lose uh just get get getting rid of um you know refined carbohydrates like sugars is 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 would be my only recommendation don't worry about counting your calories because that's a barrier to entry don't don't worry about trying to balance your macronutrients that's a barrier to entry just if you could just do one thing uh, you know try and get enough sleep move a little bit more and get rid of the refined carbohydrates so that's like sugar so that's like fruit juices that is uh sweets chocolate ice cream uh, any of that sort of stuff which we all you know we all indulge in so that's the truth but if you could just cut that out um or at least 
you know, not cut out completely. Again, this comes back to that person. Like, maybe cutting out completely and going cold turkey is not the thing to do. We need to be more progressive and saying, look, two days a week, enjoy that stuff, but five days a week, we need to cut it out. Start there and then start trying to trim it away. Some people might just, uh, you know, some people's personality is all or nothing and they're just better just getting it out, you know, clearing it out of their cupboards, just, you know, getting rid of it, like we talked earlier about the temptation, etc. Um, so that would be that would kind of be like first and foremost. Now, if somebody is uh, again a hard charger trying to compete at a CrossFit Games example, performance is everything. Then we need to we know need to exactly what their inputs and outputs are. So we need to try and understand their calorie um, needs to to you know as as tightly as we possibly can, because those little marginal differences are gonna might mean the difference between them you know, performing in a workout or not performing in a workout. So, again, it really depends on the person. If we if we talk about calorie, you know, the, the old argument is always calories versus food quality. And, um, again, the science is still out on that. I think there's so much, I can't emphasize enough, but there's so much about the body that science doesn't really understand. And, and actually, without sounding, you know, too preachy, that a lot of the big food corporations are blocking the ability of science to help improve that because obviously they want to try and sell chocolate bars and crisps and biscuits and and cereals and all that sort of stuff so they're you know they're convoluting and and, uh, making it very difficult to decide what's what's right from wrong at the moment Um, and the science that these guys are producing is poor it's really really poor Um, but you know if you if somebody says to me is it calories or is it food quality it's it's both as far as i'm concerned it is both that's the reality of it if you can have both then great if you do one and not the other fine you know if it's just calories and yes undoubtedly you're going to lose weight but are you going to lose are you going to be missing out on a whole host of micronutrients that are going to help keep your skin healthy help your cells grow etc um if you just go with food quality there is a danger that you could maybe just eat too much you know you just the quantities you're eating it's just it's hard to do that if you go in real strict keen diet but it can happen so um yeah it's not one or the other there's draw size but you can combine the both then perfect so, so it's again uh, it really is a lot of, so it, i mean it, it's good to to speak to someone because they can give you this kind of feedback as as we're doing now but it, it is it is something you need to personalize you can't just sort of google it and be like oh according to to this person this is what i should be eating because it seems that everyone is is very different so uh, i quite like the idea that yeah obviously again coming through the doors here you've got people that are you know taking their first steps on their their fitness journey and you've got people that have been training for for years or that have transitioned from sport to crossfit and so they've already kind of got it nailed in so they're just fine-tuning the last bit but things like yeah reducing you know the amount of sugars you're taking in Uh, i think for me that one was because I'm I'm like you. I like cake. I like ice cream. I I've got a kid at home, so those things are. I've got kids at home. Sorry. We need There's to stop two. blaming the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's two now. Uh, so yeah, those things are in the house. Uh, for me, the easiest thing to remove was like sugar in coffee and tea and things like that, because there was you know, you get a cake. You know, there's sugar inside, but you didn't put it there. But that kind of act of taking a spoon of sugar yeah. and just adding it to your drink there's something about that that it was quite easy to sort of mentally be like well why would i just add yeah. more sugar to this thing so that was sort of the first step for yeah. me get rid of that um 
and then you know and then try and improve sleep but i still i love cake yeah i, I, don't, I don't know I don't know if I'll ever get over that. Yeah, but I think as long as you're not having it three times a day, you know, is that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's loads of little fixes to just depending on where people are. If people people are quite commonly just yeah, sugars and teas, but also squash. Having squash, not not drinking water instead of squash or fruit juice instead of water. Like you know, if you ju- just cutting that out is going to ha- have a have a different uh, make a difference to just our overall energy over the day. And I think that's one of the you know for me when it comes to nutrition it's about mental clarity and energy um and being mindful of uh, one thing i would recommend as well is for people writing down what they eat each day also writing down how their their mood is affected and how they're feeling you know after you have a massive heavy you go out for a pub lunch or something how are you feeling after that compared to just making a simple salad um which is quite light and 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 easy to digest compared to you know like i said a a big dinner a a big uh like lunch pub lunch so being aware of how you're feeling and how you're reacting to certain things as well because uh that has a huge difference on just your output throughout the day and and you if you can imagine if you do have a big big lunch and uh, it might be really good stuff for you but it's leaving you quite tired and lethargic then it's almost harder to resist some of the sugary temptations later on in the day as well whereas you're keeping that mental acuity and clarity there and you're feeling light and you've got the energy it's much easier to resist those types of temptations does that make sense that does make sense and that actually springs on to another quite interesting point there because again i think when you talk about nutrition generally I'm speaking in generalities and there's probably 90% of the people at home going, no. <laughs> but generally, I think when people think of, oh, I need to get my nutrition squared away, it is like fat loss. That's sort of the go- oh, nutrition. Oh, he's talking about me. I need to lose weight. That's what they're trying to say. But you've mentioned things like mental clarity and just generally the way you feel. So I would say even if somebody like physically, they look fine. So, you know, not overweight, not underweight, I'm quite happy with the way I look, but maybe the nutrition, you know, they just have been blessed with wonderful genetics and perhaps the nutrition isn't really that great. Are there going to be benefits then for them also looking at their nutrition and thinking, well, hold on a second, what I'm fueling my body with isn't great. And, you know, as you've mentioned, sort of mental clarity, things like that. So is there more to it than simply the way you look if you're fat or thin? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, again, it's personal preference you know uh, but yeah you see all the time with the, uh, the skinny fat uh cigarette and a coffee diet from, um, from france basically my friends in france um yeah i think you know we don't know what's going on in the inside uh we call it visceral fat like fat around the organs and that, and that is very common actually um where people on the outside look okay uh you know they might look okay with a t-shirt on take the t-shirt off and you probably see actually okay they're not in that great um, but there's a lot of damage going on, on the inside, and that and that that is that is common. And uh, fructose is a big, uh, like high corn fructose is a, is a big culprit of that type of stuff. So, um, so yeah. It, it, but but also people they think they're all right, but actually tidying up the diet and they're like, I can't believe how much they, you just it just becomes common for them to act a certain way and feel a certain way. It just becomes their norm, like their default kind of base level and actually as soon as you start shaking up the diet getting them better qualities making sure they're drinking water just sleeping more as well um they feel a huge difference um so yeah it is is important it is important so now completely changing subject (laughs) 
not not completely, but we're jumping over that because we've talked a lot about data and sort of there's not enough data and and you know the science isn't quite there. But uh, something that's happened here f a few times, I'm aware of it at least twice, I think. Uh, but in the time I've been here, is sort of like the total challenge that that have gone on in the gym. So I'm sure there's been more than the ones I know about. Um, so obviously there, you've been given quite a nice pool of people from different walks of life, different habits, different things, all, you know, making that goal of maybe one month trying to, to dial it in. Uh, what's been your experience and after these sort of events that have happened at, at the box, seeing maybe the changes or how, how have people responded to kind of having that, that little help or that little bit of pressure to to get the nutrition under yeah control. i think no, do you know what the hardest thing with all this is it's less about what to eat and and you know i, I think the jury's out on that sort of stuff. it's not i don't think the uh, the argument is what you should eat just don't eat sugar don't eat junk food try and eat stuff that's a bit healthier you know things that grow in the ground and and, and are natural uh, if you get if you start if you do that don't eat too much you know like simple things like that you can argue this and that, but there's lots of different ways you can eat and all be successful. But actually, it's the account personal accountability and the and the willpower. That's the hardest thing, and that's what I find. You know, I know what I should and should be eating, but you know, the willpower and the discipline is is the hardest thing. And so, I think the um, we we can always give people the tools and to to lose weight, but um or, or put on weight or whatever the goal is but it has to be that person that nobody's going to do it for that person and and i think finding something an incentive and a why that's strong enough is the one way you can do that and it's it, it, and it's, it's very difficult to find those as well it has to matter to you what one of the when i was most successful and this proved it to me it was um we did a back in the day it used to just be a paleo we were quite keen on paleo um and we did like a paleo challenge and um i kept an account i kept a blog you can find it i think it's called manswad but you can find i kept an account a daily kind of uh blog account of of how I got, so i did the challenge with the members basically and i did some before pictures and i basically said i will do some after photos and just the fact that i knew that everyone was gonna see my before and after pictures was that one incentive that i needed to, to stay on track and when you get to that point where you're like in massive dilemma, oh, shall I eat it? Shall I not? I just kept on thinking, well, I don't want to. You know, I've got. I don't want to be that guy who says, oh yeah, I failed and you know, I threw the towel in and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't stick with it. So that was like an incentive for me. Like if you've got an incentive, like there's things like weddings. Like you have people that never be able to lose weight, and then they have a wedding come up, and they like, you know, they lose it, no problem because they've got that meaningful incentive. And I think. Um, having that is 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 the most um, probably one of the most important things but it's the hardest thing to to get you can't just fabricate it out of there it has to mean something it has to really mean something to you you can't just say yeah this means something to me it has to deeply intrinsically mean something to you and we're all different and some people can just do it and they don't need that meaningful incentive but i think my observation of like total challenges and the ones you know that have been successful and the ones that aren't or the ones that probably just haven't had a meaningful enough um incentive and the ones that have like you know that's what we try to do with the challenge we try and make the challenge a, a meaningful incentive and those that buy into it and 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 uh you know invest the time into it are, are the ones that are successful i also think like the first two weeks are key like, if you can get into the habit and, the, and into the habit of the discipline of, of eating a certain way then uh then that you're off to a good start i think you can, after two weeks you kind of it just becomes a norm but if you can't get into like a two two week kind of rhythm then then it becomes difficult 
um and and just like and it is difficult like let's not let's not beat around but it is difficult um the life does get in the way like weddings stag do's like family events um parties you don't want to be that guy with your you know tupperware basically in the corner like saying i oh, know i'm I'm good for steak and chips. I'm gonna sit here and eat my uh, my uh, tofu salad. Like, do you know what I mean? So, uh, it, it is a challenge, and I think that's it. Meaningful incentive, having a strong enough why. Um, there's some there's some of the observations that I, I, I've seen uh, over the time. So yeah, and I think the l- the last challenge we were put into teams. I think that was a, a good going back to that sort of incentive. Is that you you'd felt like oh if I if I cheat and pig out on this it's not just me but it's the other two members of my team that I'm I'm letting down and that could give you that sort of extra motivation to to keep going yeah and I think I mean I think on the whole that was quite a good idea on the flip side of that it creates more anxiety in people and then they get more stress and then they just want to eat more sugar so it's um you know is is it, and again that's why things like these challenges okay they're great there's a good opportunity to give people some education um but I don't like the kind of like six week, eight week kind of burst. It needs to be progressive. It needs to be pretty individual. Um, yeah, and and so these things are great, and we'll probably continue to do them from from time to time, just for new people coming in. Maybe just give them that information. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like like those bursts, like eight eight, eight week bursts, six week bursts, like lose a load of weight because also it's not sustainable if you lose that weight and you you, you know and, and people will just not eat you know because they just want to win basically people will die for points and so they literally just won't eat um and that, that's not healthy and sustainable either so it really feels like there's no winning in this situation but um okay a few things one i will try and find your blog Please <laughs> and, don't. and and i will link i should have it. said that please don't yeah i will, I will link that in the notes below so just scroll down and have a look if if i found it yeah. um I, uh, uh, the, there's a good trick of the light in the uh <laughs> after but no I, I mean i i it was it was great for me it was really insightful and uh you know i immersed myself into it and learned a lot of lessons and if people have got the discipline to do that i definitely recommend uh you know giving it giving something like that a try and then i suppose the the other takeaway from it is really I think with with all the different avenues we've gone down, it always comes back to you needing to be aware of what you're eating. I think I think that's the first kind of thing that keeps coming up is, you know, that keeping account, keeping track, because there are probably a lot of foods that we just consume without realizing it. And then if you're actually writing it down and at the end of the day looking and going, oh, OK, I've understood that. Yeah, I've eaten twice as much as I thought because I didn't think about when I was in the office and I had that and I didn't think about when I was at somebody's house and they offered me this and, and so you, you kind of got that track and then it is that balancing life because you've got to live and your goals and trying to find that nice sort of middle ground where you're like well you know I can't I'd love to be able to go all in on this way of eating and, and you know have incredible results in, in no time but life is not going to allow me to do that so where's the middle ground that maybe it's going to take me a bit longer but I'm still going to be making good progress and living my life with my family and my work yeah. and everything that that goes I like that. a good uh, I can't remember where I got this from but a nice ratio so let's say on average you know, do away with like snacks and stuff if we have three meals a day that's 21 meals a week if two or three of those 21 are you know for lack of a better term a cheat meal or a more relaxed meal the majority of the time you're still you know 18 meals 19 meals are going to be good quality clean meals and so on a saturday 
like lunchtime and night and you're having two of those cheat meals and then on a Sunday lunchtime, you know, it's not the end of the world providing your breakfast on Saturday is clean and your evening meal and your breakfast is clean on Sunday. Like that's sustainable, I think. Um, and then throughout the week, you're, you're, you're in a good place. I think uh, some observations I've made as well, it's just like office space, like like when you work in offices and stuff, like people just bring in cakes and donuts and stuff like that. So I can imagine that's a minefield. That, that's, um, that's a, you know, I've just gone off on a tangent there, but it just reminded me of that, like people in offices will be sat there, well, well it's easy, it's not that easy to eat in the week because, you know, we've got all this temptation around and stuff. But yeah, using that 21-3 rule or 21-2 and two rule, uh is a good and if you know if you know that actually at the weekend you're gonna let your hair down and en- enjoy something, um, it's easier to be disciplined throughout the week. I I think anyway. That's my personal preference uh, perspective anyway. So yeah. So when you're when you're looking at that donut, you can be like, yeah, I'm gonna have you on Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's only Monday, but on Saturday you're mine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, f- I think that it's it's good, isn't it? I think if you just try and go go too too hard too fast you are just gonna you're setting yourself up to you know to fail and then when you fail you feel like oh i failed so i might as well go all in on eating whatever i want and it's you know you obviously don't don't want that what we haven't (laughs) spoken about and i think each one of these is a podcast in themselves obviously there are a lot of uh, kind of go-to what method i don't know if they're methods or or, or diets, or, or how best to kind of describe them. But obviously, you've, I think you've, you've mentioned um, paleo. We've got uh, keto. You've got fasting. You've got I don't know, you know you know better than me. Yeah, Atkins Zone. Oh. Yeah. You know, um, Weight Watchers, Slim Fat, Slimming World. Um, you know, all of them are similar. They 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 put you in a calorie deficit. Um, I think as soon as you call it a diet, instantly doesn't taste as good. Uh, stole that from Greg Glassman, but yeah, as soon as you call something keto, you know it doesn't taste as good, and people it alienates people and sounds complicated and technical, but it's just like you know getting rid of carbohydrates, especially refined carbohydrates, and trying to eat um, as little carbohydrates as possible, good fats, uh, good proteins, and then leafy greens and, and and vegetables, basically like that. Ain't that complicated? As soon as you call it keto, people like you know freak out and. You know, are for or against it? So, uh, I I know um, listening to Greg Glassman last week as well. He's talking about his brother-in-law, I think, who um, just doesn't eat anything white. You know, and that includes bread, rice, um, milk. You know, not I'm not saying milk's not good for you, but that is just what works for him. Basically, you've already said um, you just don't you just eat at two o'clock and have a decent meal at two and then you might have a snack later on and an evening meal and that's what worked for you in your time i'm very similar i i on i usually don't have breakfast that often and so i'll go to like one o'clock more out of convenience more than anything not because i think fasting is the magic bullet and the key to it but i know it and also if i know i'm missing my breakfast that is one meal so that is less calories that i'm going to be eating so um they all all roads lead to the same result and 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 none of them are better than others i mean you can argue which ones are better than others and you can argue like weight watchers just do not care about food quality um i i'm not an expert on that so that might have changed in the past but from what i've seen and the cans of baked beans and stuff and whatever they're packed with sugar um they you know they're not so concerned whereas uh someone like paleo is all about food quality but it's very restrictive and, and and difficult to adhere to so 
there's pros and cons for all of them. I think uh, none of them are better than the other. It just needs to fit what's right with you. Um, and uh, it's a little bit of experimentation. You're not gonna. I think you're not gonna get it right first time. Don't expect you to. And just because something doesn't work for you doesn't mean you need to throw this out and try something different. But you. But also on you know, counter to that, you need to make sure that you give something enough time to to sell in because trying to get off sugar is trying to get off crack you know it's uh you do get the sweats and um it, it's it's a challenge and your body goes through changes because it is craving those sugars it is and so if you deprive it of that um you're gonna feel rough but you've got to kind of write it out and that's why i say two weeks give something and you always give something two weeks because then you can yeah, really objectively decide whether it's, it's working or whether it's not working or whether you, you're going to be able to uh, whether it's going to be sustainable for you so uh, it is interesting that that label diet has been it, it's been taken because really diet is just what you eat you know if you think of animals and like you know you buy a pet and you have to find out well what's the diet of this animal oh it needs to eat this kind of food and this much and that it's just what we eat but we've sort of taken it and put this spin on it of like this diet will accomplish or people, XYZ yeah, and people want to sell books and make money, don't they? So Yeah, it, it definitely feels like, obviously, there is a degree of complexity in nutrition because, you know, we've talked about how different you know, different calories can have different effects and your, your fats and your carbs and your proteins and that. But it does seem like people have overcomplicated it just to, to, to be able, as you said, to sell a book. Because if I make it sound more complicated, then yeah. you feel you need me and you can't do this by yourself. But it seems... Yeah. That's true, and I think it just comes back to bad science. Literally, yesterday, um, I read an article on the BBC saying that, okay, now the science is saying that meat, red meat is good for you. You know, a month ago, the, the, the same report was saying that red meat is bad for you and it's going to give you cancer, and here's a study that proves it. And somebody's basically done a rebuttal to that. That They've taken that study, gone through it, and basically pulled out all the flaws in it basically and and so actually it's the media that doesn't help as well because they're just throwing it down and contradictory messages all the time basically and you know doesn't, people just haven't got clear they don't know where to start um and unless you're able to understand scientific data and p-values and stuff you're none the wiser you know um so yeah that's the mess we're in and it is a mess it's a, it's a real mess but um I think you need to understand what you're eating first, um, know where you're at right now, make some small changes and then track you know, as you go along as well to see if those changes are making any difference. And there's, there's so many similarities to training in the gym. It's the same thing. Like, you know, you do a squat program, has your squats gone up? Yes or no? Well, if it has, then we know that's a good squat program. If it hasn't, then we need to find something else. So try this you know, modica- modification in your nutrition take out the refined carbohydrates do it for two weeks have you lost some weight yes okay well continue to do it if you haven't no okay well try something else yeah i I was going to ask you initially for like initially or a few moments ago when i thought of it that i was going to ask you for sort of your free kind of go-to tips but i think that sort of really gets the point across isn't it it's it's, you know you said multiple times that there's not the data there's not the science there so really you need to be your own kind of your own guinea pig so you what am i eating uh, so it's sort of measurements on myself so you know how, how big am i how small am i how much do i weigh uh, how do i feel because we've mentioned sort of if i'm feeling always tired if i feel like i've got energy if i'm mentally alert or not and then okay what am i eating and now i've made this change and how has that affected me oh 
I feel more sluggish. I don't feel like I've got as much energy anymore. Okay, this isn't a good change. Made this change. Oh, I feel more alert, more awake. Great. How's that affecting my body? Okay, I'm, I'm gaining weight. I'm losing weight. It just seems that you need to be, you know, basically checking yourself, what you're eating and, and the results and how, and, and while having somebody to help you can help you, they can give you some advice. It does seem that really it's on you to kind of initially yeah, yeah. initially there's some initial kind of belief a for you to want to do it because you only you can record what you're eating each day um and that requires some discipline um but then after that then yeah we can look at it and you know go from there um but yeah you, it's uh it's, it's a mindful i think Honestly, if I'm brutally honest, we probably don't do enough to support people with their nutrition here because actually it's the, it's the foundation of everything we do. You could come to the gym six times a week, have a terrible diet and not lose any weight. That's the reality of it. Like nutrition is so much of, of, of health and fitness. Um, you think you come to the gym, you come for an hour a day. There's another 23 hours in the day that you, you know your body's exposed to and it's you know got inputs and outputs. So... Um, nutrition is so important and it is foundational to what we do and, and that's something that I'm open to ideas of how we develop that and improve that just generally and this podcast was probably one of the main um, one of the main drivers for the podcast was so we could push out this type of information basically in a different form but I like to really improve our nutrition offering because because it is so important it is so important it's uh, like I said foundational to what we do with that in mind then if people have specific you know, questions that they think, well, this is a, a question that I've got, but I'm pretty sure other people have similar questions. Um, just I think on, on the tribe group, someone was asking things like, you know, uh, like protein shakes versus getting protein from, from you know, natural sources and, and things natural like that. Natural sources. It depends. <laughs> and, you know, all these kind of questions. So if people do have questions, maybe send them in, write them down. And this is undoubtedly not the only nutrition episode we could do another quick fire one next time couldn't we we could uh, as a follow-on because this has been a discussion we bounced around over a load of topics maybe we just do a we do a q a and it's just basically taking people's questions and then we can elaborate on those topics we could do that next time sound like a good idea sounds like a great idea sounds like less work for me so that's uh <laughs> if i'm just reading other people's questions brilliant uh so so we'll do that and yeah so if you've got questions and probably put a, a post up somewhere asking for more for more questions uh, obviously as we said we have bounced around over a lot of things so if you want more information on a specific thing uh either here or if they want to just come and speak to you <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Person, yeah. Uh, you know, Ollie's not just a voice on a podcast. No, but also, like I said before, all the other coaches are very talented in this type of stuff as well. So just don't be afraid to ask. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to shoot me an email, you've got any specifics about what we've talked about, Ollie at CrossFitBath dot com. Um, Ollie O double L I E at CrossFit dot com, um, not dot com. CrossFitBath dot com. Um, yeah, shoot me an email, and I'll, I'll be happy to answer any yeah. questions. I will put that email address also in the description, either just above or just below the link to Ollie's blog. So uh, I'm gonna, I'll pay you to not put that on there. If you see it in the com in the notes, you know I've not been paid. So, <laughs> well, the price was too high. So thank you very much, Ollie. It's been nice to uh, to sit down and chat with you again. Yeah, um, thanks, Chris. I think we we've covered some stuff. I'm sure there are some people that are disappointed because we didn't cover 
the specific thing they had in mind. But if that's you, just don't get angry. Just let us know so yeah, we can, we'll do we can round cover two. it next time. Well, that's great. So thank you, everyone, for, for listening. And um, we look forward to uh, recording another another episode soon. Uh, we know we've been away for a little bit, but uh, it was nice that people were asking about us. They wanted yeah. to know where it was. So that was great. Um, all the links and things are in the description. So uh, head down there if you want the Instagrams and emails and so on and so forth. And uh, we look forward to another discussion next time on the CrossFit Buff podcast.